still feel free to post um, any comments. Um, you know, tonight we're going to talk about Boudica, and uh, neither Julie or I are um, qualified historians. We just do a lot of research and really enjoy doing it. So, if anyone does um, have any thing to say about what we've, we've said, if it's wrong, then please feel free to leave a comment. If you leave it in Latin or Greek, then we know that you are a true historian and you know we can really kind of trust your word um but it's like we've had a couple of people join us so should we should we jump in there julie you ready yeah 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 go for it okay so boudica um we're talking ad 60 ad 61 um she was the queen of the iceni tribe she was uh wrong done she was um turned over by rome um, she was essentially a Roman citizen. Her husband, Prasutagus, he was the, the king of the Iceni. In his will, he left half of his estate to uh, the Emperor Nero and the other half to their daughters. Now, the Romans decided, we don't recognise that. We'll have the whole lot. Thank you very much. Boudicca is a story of justice, of fighting for freedom, of trying to overthrow the, um, the powers of Rome and almost, almost winning. We know that she, um, uh, in revenge for what happened to her, and we'll come to that, she sacked Colchester, London, and uh, St Albans, Verulanian. And then she was defeated at the Battle of Watling Street. But just to rewind a little bit and go into detail, Julie, Tell us about life. You know what? You know, not that you were there, obviously. We're talking about in two thousand. No, no. And dare I say, you are. Um, so we're talking about life nearly two thousand years ago. Um, what was going on round about sixty AD? Um, I think a lot of it was um, you had the clans from obviously different parts of the country. Um, they obviously had their wars and their fights, but I think pretty much it was. Um, you kept to your own, if you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> I think they didn't go far. So you probably, if you got married, you probably got married to someone in the next clan, tribe, whatever. Yeah. Um, and obviously when the Romans turned up, they all got together and decided to try and fight the oppressors as they saw them. And... Um, they, unfortunately, Rome aren't one for taking no for an answer. <laughs> so, no, it was almost like a, you know, if we if we sort of bring it to a kind of modern modern equivalent, I, I you know, felt you know what Rome were doing was almost like a like a protection racket, wasn't it? You know, they they ran these these client states where you know people did arguably live live in peace, but if they didn't pay their inflated taxes or their um, or the interest on the loans, because you know Rome came along and said, "Right, here's a load of money. Yeah, you know, yeah. Here's a load of money. Come and um, you know uh, be part of us, be part of the Roman Empire." And essentially, the yeah. the Iceni, um, who Boudica was the, the queen of, um, they they were part of the the Roman Empire. They they went into the client state um, with the Roman Emperor and with, with the, the the generals. 
and said, right, you know, give us your money. We'll pay it back in taxes and with interest, um, but just leave us alone. And if they didn't yeah. pay back, if they didn't follow the rules, then that was it. It was full-scale war, wasn't it? I think you you kind of, you were asked to become a Roman citizen, but if you didn't want to, then they had ways of persuading you. Um, yeah. It, you know, it wasn't, it kind of like, if you look back in history, the British Empire, mm. it's, it's, you know, you know um, uh, we'll, we'll go and every country, you'll do as we say, you'll follow our rules, that sort of thing. And if you didn't behave yourself, you were probably packed off to Rome to be a slave. So you probably well, didn't have yeah, a lot absolutely. of choice. And another time, you know, Britain, Britannia was ripe for the for the taking, wasn't it? Because mm. at the time, you know, Britain was on the periphery of the civilized world. You know, mm. the, the Romans believed us to be people covered with tattoos and would paint our faces and you know some even thought you know we were almost inhuman you know we had tails and we were monsters so the, the, the taking of this land was seen as, uh, as, a, as a big deal because we were so uncivilized um, yeah. <clears throat> so the Romans invaded around about 43 AD um, and they brought with them you know their ways like you say you know um, and part of that was almost sort of buying into the Iceni tribe and saying, right, you know, Prestatagus, you're the king. We own half of what you own. Make sure you leave half first and the rest goes to your family and to your tribe. Now, that didn't happen, did it? No, no, not at all. Um, and I think it was the the fact that he was leaving his, his lands and his kingdom to women, basically. Um and they didn't have any women rulers in Rome, so they, they couldn't accept that Britons could be ruled by women. So I think they just decided, I oh, would we'll take the lot. Yeah, absolutely. And then what happened, and then Boudicca um, is known to have um, questioned that decision and um, <laughs> made a stand against that decision. So what, what, what did the Romans do to her? Um, she was publicly flogged in front of the whole tribe. And her two young daughters were raped by the Roman soldiers. Um, and considering and her daughters were sort of 11 or 13 or 11 and 13 years yeah. old at the time. Yeah. That is, uh, it's not great. And plus the fact that, you know, by definition through uh, Targus, Boudicca was essentially a Roman citizen. So doing that to their own. Mm. You know, it's just yeah. rights. It was just absolutely wrong. You know, you, you just didn't do that. No, and I think that she, um, as probably any good mum would, decided that that wasn't how people were going to treat her daughters and herself and her tribe and all the rest of it. So that's why she led a revolt against them because she wasn't, you know, that wasn't how... She expected people to behave. Absolutely um, not. And then, um, yeah. so following that, they headed to Colchester. I think at the time yeah. it was called Camaladudum. Camaladudum. Yeah. And they they pretty much raised it to the ground, didn't they? 
Yeah, well, um, where the castle is now was um, a temple to Claudius. And um, lots of people had shut themselves in there for protection and they set fire to the temple and loads of people mm. died. Um, but in Colchester, you can see burnt ground under the buildings there where okay. um, Boudicca and her lot literally just destroyed it. Um that's still there now, which is really interesting. And that's that, well, that's that's yeah, that's definitely the interesting point because uh, essentially, you know, the archaeologists um, cannot find any evidence of Boudicca as a person, but what they can find is what she is said to have done. And I believe that they, they actually call it the, the Boudicca layer, um, where they can see the, the burning of the raising to yeah. the ground, and especially, you know, especially with Colchester being the centre. Of, um, of the Roman occupation, London being the financial centre, um, Colchester being the almost the spiritual home, um, and burning the, the temple to Claudius down was absolutely um, a, a real sign of intent, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Colchester was originally the capital of the Trinovantes, um, yes. but the Romans had taken it to make a colonia for where their soldiers could retire to. Um, so there was probably, that, there was two reasons to go to Colchester. One, because it had been taken away from the local tribe. And two, yeah. because it's, you know, it was guaranteed to have captive um, Romans, really, wasn't it? Okay. No, I didn't know that. That's good. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So they did, what they, did. <laughs> they did what they did to Colchester, then headed to Londinium, and yeah. pretty much did the same, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of um, probably Romans, but maybe some of the natives as well. They literally murdered thousands in their rampage as well, um, and they their thing, Celts thing, was to cut people's heads off that they'd killed and they would keep them as souvenirs. But, I mean, if they were killing thousands of people, God knows where they were putting all the heads. Yeah, I think I read that the other day. Well, God, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Celts believed that um, a man's soul was in his head, which is kind of true really you know <laughs> which is why they, they go for the head but they were absolutely ravaged didn't they they absolutely yeah. went to town um yeah. quite literally in in londinium um chopping off heads etc etc um yeah. and then ironically we've got the you know the the uh, the, the statue of Boudicca in london now yeah. um yeah. you know where she's portrayed as, you know and we'll come on to that but the the city that she pretty much destroyed Mm. Uh, now celebrates her. Well, yeah, I think then, that was Victorian, so wasn't it? It was Victoria, yeah, yeah, yeah. Victoria, the Victorians um, loved the underdog. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then after London, they again, depending on who you read, um, she either went to St Albans, Verulamium, or didn't. Um, okay. But I think we'll, we'll take sort of Tacitus as the um, as the overall scholar on this. Um, they went to St Albans and, again, pretty much did the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think they were on a hiding to nothing anyway, and it was a bit like, let's just go for it. Because, I mean, they were never going to come back from 
burning Colchester and London to the ground. So it was just like, oh, let's just go for it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Let's, let's get the yeah. trifecta. Let's, let's do all three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So they, so now the raise. So out of pure kind of, you know, hang on a minute, we, we had an agreement, you know, half of this land was going to, and our riches and our wealth was going to my my kids um, and half to you, but you decided to take the lot. So what we'll do, we'll raise Colchester, we'll raise London, we'll raise um, St. Albans. Um, and at the time, as I understand it, the Roman uh, general, and I, I think he was actually almost like a chancellor of the exchequer almost type. He was mm -hmm. the sort of finance guy. They were up in Anglesey. Yeah. You know, so the, the, the vast army were up in Anglesey because they, they didn't see, like I said earlier, they didn't see a woman as a, as a threat. So they only, so when all this was going on in, in, um, in the three cities, they only sent a, a handful of troops to go and guard, which was just absolutely no, um, no contest for, for Boudicca and her army. So the, 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 the Romans are in Anglesey trying to take which was a spiritual home for the um, for the Celts, for the Druids at the time. Mm. Um, you know, so it was almost tit for tat, you know. Um, the Celts had taken uh, their spiritual place, uh, their temple. They were trying to get um, the Celts' temple up in Anglesey. And went, Hang on a minute, something's going on here. So then this, this yeah, whole I battle of Watling Street occurred. I think that the trouble was that the Druids had so much power um, I mean, they weren't just like religious leaders. They were teachers. They were doctors. They they were they covered everything really, and I think they were a huge threat yes. to the Romans, and they had yeah. to be got rid of. I think up, up until about two days ago, I always thought you know druids were just like these sort of hippies that hung around Stonehenge. But no, you're right. They were philosophers, doctors, teachers. Um, you know. Uh, uh, that they would carry out the pagan rituals. They were the yeah. intellect, um, which suggests that possibly Boudicca was a druid herself, you know, almost like a part-time druid and part-time <laughs> yeah. warrior, possibly. Yeah. Well, she, um, apparently, when she went to battle, she took her a hair with her because apparently they're supposed to be quite lucky in battle. She had it up her skirt, apparently. Yes, and the way the hair <laughs> run would, would mean... Um, luck, if they luck won, or not, they were going to win. Yeah, if they exactly. were going to win, the hair hair did something special. And <laughs> I'd probably, <laughs> after it'd been up someone's skirt, it'd probably just glad to get out. <laughs> like, well, it, it'd probably run run any direction, but hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever floats your, your boat. Um, so after all this, they then met for this this battle of Watling Street, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the moment, with with Tacitus's um, recollection or his his writings, it's still really kind of unclear where that is. It could have been anywhere, apparently, from King's Cross up to um, up to Anglesey. Um, at the moment, yeah. I believe the latest guess is around Rugby, sort of uh, halfway up the M1, <laughs> where it meets the M6, that sort <laughs> yeah. of way. Um, yeah. But it's not really known. You know, Tacitus wrote. That they, they met for battle and, and they were the, the Romans were vastly outnumbered, but they were superior in um well, they they picked the the battleground, didn't they? So it sort of funneled. So that yes. when the Celts came into it, they'd sort of have to squeeze up and they were so 
bunched in that they couldn't even swing their weapons. Um, yeah, because all they had was, was was a long sword, wasn't it? And the Romans had the javelin, they had the shields, they had you know obviously their long swords, etc. So the Romans were you know, vastly superior against you know what they saw as, as savages. Um, yeah, and, and the numbers were you know up to two hundred and fifty thousand people on the Celtic side versus I think eighty thousand or, or fewer on the Roman side, but strategically. They definitely had the upper hand, and I understand that Boudicca was so, um, or, or the Celts were so uh, adamant that they would win. They brought their families along to to watch the victory. Yeah. Yeah. But where, where they went wrong at the, at, at the back of that um, back of that that troop, they put all their their wagons out, and it stopped them retreating because they essentially blocked themselves in. And yeah. then it was an absolute massacre of over 80,000 Celtic people being destroyed. Yeah, it, it was probably like seen as a day out. You know, like, um, let, let's take everybody with us and, um, you know, have a good day out. Yeah, come on, kids, let's go and watch some heads roll. <laughs> let's yeah. go and watch some... And they, prob some they probably need all the... They needed all the carriages to put all the heads in. All the people that yeah, well, uh, somewhere out there, there is a hell of a lot of heads. Um, yeah. um yeah, you know, maybe, maybe under the M1, maybe when they was when they were digging the M1 or the M6 or whatever, they they, they possibly found something but went, Oh, god, blimey, I don't put this work back. Let's just <laughs> and those heads aren't there. Um, yeah, but but no one knows. So, almost sort of going back to the beginning, you know, there is no archaeological evidence. For Boudicca, but we we do know that what is written did happen. We don't yeah. know if the Battle of Walling Street happened because we don't really know where it was. But we do know that someone there was a revolt. We do know that um, Colchester, London, yeah. and arguably St Albans were raised to the ground, um, and there was a lot of death. Um, we know, I think. Am I right in saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Presitagus, we know he was real because there was, they, they found coins with his uh, name minted on the coins? I, yeah, I seem to remember something like that, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think the Celts had much in the way of writing. So maybe that's a reason for not having that much evidence for Boudicca. Um, no, I think nothing was written down, and and I suppose ironically, Boudicca it's said that Boudicca means victory, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so I don't know so what maybe, she's called. Yeah, she's probably called Doris or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doris of the Iceni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? No, no, not really. No. But, um, I mean, she could be, I mean, a lot of legends and myths have some sort of grain of truth to them. So maybe she was an animation of two or three queens of the Celts. And, um, you know, the history is always written by the victors. So the Romans wrote about her. And not in very glowing terms, obviously, but mm. maybe she was like an amalgamation of other queens who wouldn't accept Roman rule. Um, I think that's, that's an interesting way of putting it. I, I didn't didn't sort of look at it from from that side, but yeah, and, and there were, I think from from 
uh, Dio as well, actually, that there was some rather sort of backhanded compliments. And like you say, you know, the history is written by the victors, um, which is very true. And Dio sort of wrote about um, Boudicca as this strong, independent, fiery, you know, uh, red-headed warrior woman. Um, mm. Who was? I think the backhanded compliment come through a ways. Uh, she, she was a lot stronger than one would believe a woman to be. Um, All right. Okay. And then you know, but a lot of this was written, you know, in in uh, Dio's um, point of view, it was written a hundred odd years after the event. So that's again, it's oral. Um, retelling of the state of, of, of the tale it just goes kind of on and on and on so again we, we don't really i don't we'll, we'll never really know the facts no but whether Unless it's true they or find false, it or they find something that they can say definitively oh this belonged to Bunica or her children or um but then a lot of stories like the um the Vikings and things, they were all told around the campfire, they told their stories, they kept their histories going by mm. telling stories rather than writing them down. So maybe, yeah, you know, but um, I don't know. I, it's it's a hard one to sort of put your finger on and say, yes, she did exist, because, like you say, there's no evidence for her. Well, I'd, I'd are... like to think she did exist. I'd like to think that, you yeah. know... If oh, yeah, crazy. definitely. Whether whether a myth, legend, or you know folklore or truth, probably like you say, probably a mix of all of them, mm. and maybe she was several people. Yeah, maybe. But either way, you know, she, she's a symbol, isn't she, for the kind of the, the female power and for the um, for, for kind of pushing back against the big. Mm. I know um, Elizabeth first. I think you know she sort of almost reinvented Boudicca. Um, because of that sort of link of the fiery redhead, oh, and then yeah, into yeah. kind of Victorian times where mm. Boudicca is now, you know, a cast iron statue, you yeah. know, looking like that symbol of Britannia riding the chariot mm. and defeating anyone that kind of comes near her. Well, I know the suffragettes use Boudicca as, uh, or Bodicea as they would have called her. They used her as a, an example of how they should be, you know, fighting back, not taking it, no for an answer, that sort of thing. So she's I, sort yeah. of inspired a lot of people over the generations. Yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, it was Victorian times when, when they added on the, the extra couple of syllables and, became, you know, she became Bodicea. Um, yeah. And there, there's all names. And I think in Anglesey, there, there's a monument to her where, it's not so much of the warrior, but more of the mother, isn't it? You know, she's yeah. uh, it's a, it's a marble statue of her holding her two daughters. Um, again, you know, so there, there's that sort of motherly side as well. Um, yeah. But either way, you know, there's the, 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 there's a lot of stories. Um, there's very few, you know, very little kind of information. But... I, I think where it's true myth or a combination of the two, I think her legacy was absolutely a, a desire um, for freedom and a desire for justice. Um, and had had she defeated the Romans, 
you know, who knows what will be. The thing was, she was um, about 31 when she died. So she would have mm -hmm. been born when there weren't any Romans about, when there was yeah. just the, the Celtic tribes. So she probably, part of her was, no, you're not going to come into my country and tell me what to do type thing. Maybe she was one of those. And I, I think very much, yeah. I think she, you know, she was very much a child when, when, you know, when the Romans invaded. She would have been um, sort of, you know, probably nine or ten. Was it? There's another camp, uh, was it? That's, Sa that's Salem. Um, <laughs> a famous she, camp. She, yeah. Um, apparently, she one source that I read was she was born in Colchester, so she could have been part of the Trinavanti tribe. Okay. So yeah. Maybe, that could have been another reason why they took Colchester first, because that's obviously where she was born. Um, yeah. And the Romans had taken it away from the Trinavantes, who could have been her people. So, well, that, that makes absolutely perfect sense, to be honest, doesn't yeah. it? You know, but again, it's, it's it's a lot of guesswork, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I think, you know, some... Some people claim that they've found the site of Watling Street. Some people claim that they've found it. Yeah, I even read that it's believed that her body is under Platform 10 at King's Cross Station in London. Um, Apparently so. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if it is, but um, it'd be lovely <laughs> to think that it is there. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so um, have you got anything else on Boudicca? Um, not really on Boudicca, but... Um... The Iceni capital is thought to be Case de St Edmund in Norwich, where there is a Roman fort. So um, maybe after the Iceni rampage through the country, the Romans took it and built on it. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's another reason why they haven't found any evidence of it, because the Romans have built on there. So it may have destroyed any um, evidence that was there or... They could have literally burnt the place to the ground and that's lost all the evidence. But um, I, I would definitely be taking a trip up to Caestus and Edmund when we're all allowed out of our houses. And yeah, absolutely. Look around. Absolutely. absolutely. But, yeah, but um, oh, cats entering here tonight. Um, but yeah, um, I just, I don't know. I'd like to find out a bit more about her, but this. So little evidence. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't we, think we, we're going to find out much more than, than we have. Um, well, but it'd be great yeah. to see over the years if anything else kind of comes up, anything crops up. You know, there are um, artifacts that but you know believed to be linked to the Iceni tribe, you know, um, and, and, and they, they were a tribe of wealth. You know, they, they were rich in gold. That You know, they made their money through um, uh, salt harvesting, um, and they, you know, they 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 weren't short of a few quid. Um, no. But Boudicca is almost portrayed as this, you know, like you said earlier, the, the absolute underdog. Um, mm. And whether true or false, you know, what a legacy! What an absolute great oh, legacy! Absolutely. Um, yeah. And a big part of East Anglia's history, which is what I'm sort of you know, working on at the moment around the shaping of our of our region. You know, the, the sort of key players. Um, behind East Anglia, I'm working on at the moment on, on some of the Roman forts, actually. And, mm -hmm. and you mentioned uh, Cases and Edmund, um, which was an absolute key part of the of the great history, um, which I'm going to go into um, a bit more next week.
but I think we're all boudicard or boudiceard or boudiceard <laughs> out. Um, either way, it's been <laughs> great learning about her. And you recommended we, we learn about Boudicca. And I'm glad you did because I've really enjoyed learning about her. Um, so yeah. thank you. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm okay. all done there. So yeah. we'll say goodnight and yeah. speak to you soon. Yeah. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.